What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast, and this is the 227th episode of the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. Cannot believe we have made it this far, but today we are talking about all things takeaways and waiver wire. Try to keep this as short and sweet as possible. These are my 20 most important takeaways for fantasy football this week. Number one, Kyron Williams is seeing top five fantasy running back usage. He had a 95% snap share, 24 touches, and is leading the NFL in running back routes. He has 20 more running back routes than any other player at the position. That is insane usage. And if he keeps that up, he will be a top 12 running back at season's end. Tony Pollard, also someone I think could be the running back one overall. His current 17 game pace is 425 touches, 1600 total yards and 17 touchdowns. And this is in just two absolute blowouts for the Cowboys against the Giants and the Jets. I think that he's going to be even better when they see close games and the work is going to be a little bit more meaningful. But again, Tony Pollard is probably the top two running back for me. I think the only player I'd rather have over him right now is Christian McCaffrey, and that is really it. James Cook, someone that's still seeing awesome usage. He had 21 total touches in week two, saw 62% of the snaps, 54% of the routes, and I think if he can steal a little bit of goal line work from Davian Harris and Latavius Murray, he could be a top 10 running back for the rest of the season. Speaking of top 10 running back, we are seeing a lot of increased usage for Jameer Gibbs. From week one to week two, he saw a 21% increase in snap share to 48%. He saw 59% of the routes the week two, which is the biggest encouragement and 16 total touches. I know the first thought in people's heads is, okay, well, you know, rah, 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 like David Montgomery, you know, he's going to miss time. But ultimately, like Jameer Gibbs on nine targets. That is the kind of player that we're expecting, is a player that in his second career game, he saw nine targets where he's never going to be a guy that's going to carry the ball 15 times a game. But he is probably going to be the second most targeted player on this entire Lions roster. Amon Ross St. Brown might be dealing with turf toe from some conflicting reports that we've heard and Jameer Gibbs is going to see a ton of targets all in on him Joe Mixon huge by low candidate saw 87% of the running back opportunity for the Bengals 78% of the snaps 65% of the routes we talked about this all offseason he has no no competition for touches and he's been more efficient this year but again this Bengals offense is going to get better there's a chance that Joe Burrow misses time and to me that just says even more work for Joe Mixon Speaking of more work, how about Rashad White, baby? We love Rashad White on this podcast, and Rashad White continued his elite role in Week 2. 22 total touches, 103 total yards. But the biggest thing is he saw 74% of the snaps and was in on 70% of the pass plays. That's not pass blocking. That is him running a route on 70% of the Bucks' pass plays. That is like top 12 usage for running backs. He was one of six running backs to see over 70% of the snaps in both games. Regardless of efficiency, they love Rashad White in Tampa. 
forced the second most tackles in week two behind only DeAndre Swift. Zach Moss, we talked about him last week. Hope you got him on your fantasy team. 98% snap share on Sunday. Missed one snap the entire game. 22 total touches. The clear running back one until Jonathan Taylor is back on this team. There's a chance Jonathan Taylor is still traded. Zach Moss is clearly their guy. Someone you should be keeping an eye on as well is Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne is probably someone that I got wrong, but he's maintained his insane usage from week one to week two. He saw 88% of the Jaguars running back opportunities, 73% of the snaps, 64% of the routes. I mean, again, like he didn't have a great game, but the usage is 100% there. We also saw a big uptick in usage from Bijan Robinson, who went up to a 72% snap share in on 78% of the Falcons routes. I mean, like if he keeps increasing this as he's two games in and already had 172 total yards, I mean, Bijan has a shot at being the running back one in fantasy. Someone who doesn't have a shot being at the running back one, Isaiah Pacheco. This Chiefs backfield when Clyde Rizzi-Lair is playing is still an ugly three-way committee. Pacheco led all the running backs with 52% of the snaps, but otherwise it was not looking good for him. You should also be worried about Damian Pierce. Saw just 44% of the snaps this week, was in on just 31% of the Texans' routes. And even with Mike Boone being inactive, it just became Dare Ngumbuale taking down the third down work, which is really, really bad for Damian Pierce. I am extremely worried about him. Someone that we saw encouragement on, Justice Hill. He saw a higher snap share, a higher route participation and more total touches than Gus Edwards. We talked about it last week. He's the guy that they're going to want to use. Gus Edwards averages less than one target per game in his career. Not going to be used on passing downs, and you're just going to hope that he falls into the end zone. Someone we saw encouraging usage, though, from as well, Darren Waller. 29% target share in Week 2. Led the Giants in targets for the second week in a row. That's what we expected. Darren Waller, top three tight end, rest of season. Someone else who's been really impressive, Raheem Mostert. Week 2. Again, one of the few running backs with over 70% of the snaps in back-to-back weeks, 73% snap share, 70% of the Dolphins' running back opportunities, and he was in on 61% of the routes. I mean, this is an elite role and an insane offense, and I know Raheem Mostert you know, is old as you know the pickled chips that you probably have in the back of your counter, but man, oh man, Raheem Mostert has a really good role. And if he can somehow stay healthy, he is going to be really productive for fantasy football. But what you're here for, obviously, is the waiver portion of the show. Got 11 players to talk about. You should be targeting on your waiver wire. A couple of the really obvious ones. Number one's Kyron Williams. I know, I know. You're listening to this, Alex. Why on earth are you telling me about him? Someone already has him in my fantasy league. Well, I'm sorry. Your fantasy league is better than mine because he is on waivers in a couple leagues I play in. Kyron Williams is still available in 37% of leagues. I mean, that is a top 12 running back that's available in over a third of leagues. Make sure to go grab him if he's someone else out there. Another captain obvious pick would be Nico Collins. 38% available. Wide receiver six overall in fantasy right now. He's averaging 10 targets a game. And this Texans team is throwing the ball way more than anticipated. If those captain obvious picks are not available... Your number one waiver target by far should be Jerome Ford. I think most of us that have not been living under a rock know that Nick Chubb is out for the season. Really brutal knee injury. I really hope he gets better. And this is not a career ender like some people are talking about. But Jerome Ford could be the biggest waiver target of the entire season. 
number one running back with Nick Chubb out. He had 20 touches for 131 yards in Monday night game alone with Nick Chubb playing a good portion of the game. He's definitely the guy. Next guy would be Zach Moss. Talked about him already. He is 46% available. Again, missed one snap, over 100 total yards, clear running back one for the Colts, and there's a chance Jonathan Taylor still does not play this season. If you're looking for a tight end, number one target has to be Zach Ertz. Leads all tight ends in the NFL in targets. The tight end seven in fantasy points so far. Clear number one option. He has been the first read on over 30% of his routes. He's seeing a ridiculous amount of targets, target share. Yeah, Zach Ertz is old, but he is producing in fantasy football. One other funny note about Zach Ertz. Every game of every year of his career where he's played at least 12 games, he has finished as the tight end six or better since his rookie year. Tight end six or better if, he, if he's healthy. And what did we see this year? He's healthy and he's the tight end seven. Zach Ertz, definitely someone to keep an eye on. 89% available. If you're struggling at running back, you're one of the many people that's dealing with injuries, whether to Aaron Jones or Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, etc. The most available handcuff running back right now is Matt Breida. Matt Breida does not get anyone excited, but he's going to be the Giants running back one as long as Saquon Barkley is out, which could be two to three weeks. And with the potential that Saquon's ankle injury lingers even more to the year, Matt Breida, not exciting, probably the running back one to own on this team. Another mega boring waiver wire ad that I don't think anyone ever thought they would be making is Tutu Atwell, who actually leads the NFL in routes run for the Rams. Puka Nakua has obviously been the story of this team, but Tutu Atwell has at least eight targets and at least 77 receiving yards in both games this year. I mean, this Rams passing attack has been super high powered. He is the clear number two. I know Cooper Cup's going to come back. He probably goes to the wide receiver three, but we still don't even know if Cooper Cup is going to play or if he's going to be healthy. I know that people are going to complain about me saying that and that Cooper Cup's going to be fine. But again, this is a 30-year-old receiver that dealt with injuries last year, already dealt with two different injuries this year and a setback. Tutu Atwell worth a pickup. You don't want to take Tutu Atwell? Just take Jaden Reed for the Packers, who could be the wide receiver one if somehow Christian Watson just can't get healthy. I mean, Jaden Reed has led the Packers in targets over the first two weeks. Just scored two touchdowns this past week as Jordan Love's number one playmaker. 90% available. And again, Christian Watson has been hurt. Jordan Love is probably only going to get better as the season goes on along, throwing at least three touchdowns both games so far. And Jaden Reed's been his guy. So definitely big potential in a passing attack for the Packers that has been a lot better than people anticipated. Someone else you should be looking at if you need a running back would be Jalen Warren. 53% available. Warren has already forced a near 50-50 split in the Steelers' backfield. He continues to outplay Najee Harris every single week, and he saw six targets in each game so far. Again, like he feels like early career Austin Eckler to me. I know that's probably a very bold comparison, but he's commanding targets, and he's more efficient and looking better than the starter. And I think if he keeps seeing that passing work, he's going to be efficient and really good for fantasy football for the whole year. Final two guys we want to talk about, Rashid Shahid for the Saints. He's been one of the most efficient wide receivers in the NFL over the last two years, seventh in yards per route run since the start of 2021, sorry, 2022. And he has 63 receiving yards in five of his last seven games. I know that Michael Thomas, you know, led the team in catches, but Rashid Shahid has continued to outproduce him, be more efficient. He's younger and still getting better. I think the Saints passing offense is actually going to be pretty good this year and that they've shown that. 
And I think that he has a real shot to be the number two target. I really like him as a deeper waiver wire ad. And then if you want the deep of all deep waiver wire ads, it's probably for Craig Reynolds. I mean, Craig Reynolds is 100% available in leagues right now. And in his one career game with over 50% of the snaps, he had 26 carries for 112 yards. He's probably going to take over the David Montgomery role if he misses time. David Montgomery said his thigh injury is going to take a few weeks to heal. Dan Campbell said that Montgomery is day-to-day. I really don't know what's going to happen, whether or not David Montgomery is going to play. But again, we talked about on this show that Jameer Gibbs, again, amazing for fantasy football, never handled more than 35% of his team's carries in college. Even when he was at Georgia Tech, not Alabama, still never over 35%. Craig Randall is going to get more touches than people realize if David Montgomery misses time. Again, you need a super deep handcuff. Craig Randall is probably your guy. But again, that is it. For this week, the week two takeaways and week three waiver wire. Hope you all enjoyed. Tune in Friday for all that matchup buy low, sell high goodness that you've all been waiting for. But until that time, don't forget to keep chasing that upside. Until next time.